everybody, and thanks again for joining us for an episode of Blacktop Banter. These episodes and how they are brought to you could not be done without the assistance of our sponsors. So please take your time and listen to the sponsors here at the beginning of the show and to our secondary sponsors after the show. They are all great companies within our industry that are looking to help us out in any way they can. This episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by KM International. KM International has been manufacturing the highest quality asphalt maintenance equipment for over 30 years. They started out as a two-man operation working in a pole barn. Now they got 40 employees working out of a 36,000 square foot manufacturing facility. It all started from their propane-fired skid-mounted hot box, and now they got over 40 different product offerings for contractors like you, like myself, whether it's private or municipal, whatever. Also, this commitment to our industry is one of the reasons that KM has been used now in over 44 countries and every single state in the United States of America. When it comes to KM, I immediately think of their infrared machines, but a lot of people also use their hot boxes. I would love to get my hands on one of these soon. I have seen them all over the country being used by contractors and municipalities, and some of these machines are you know, they've been around for a while when you see them. And I got to believe that that's probably because they increase profitability. So people keep them going. They're built really, really well. I was lucky enough to see a demo of one recently uh, at World of Asphalt. So they're built really, really well. Therefore, if they last a while and you're able to use them, you're going to get some cost savings and you're going to increase profitability, especially if you're using the infrared machines because you're not going to be cutting out and using material. If you want to check out more about KM International, they're on social media. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel. If you want to get more information and you want to call, you can call 800-492-1757. You can also email them as well if you'd like. Sales at kminternational.com. One of the best ways, I think, is just to go to the website, kminternational.com. You'll be able to check out the full lineup and get started right there with checking out all the equipment out and reaching out to somebody if you want to check one out, demo one out and get interested. We've had our 800 network phone number on the side of our trucks and our vehicles and everywhere else here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance for a while now. And we're really glad to have them as a sponsor for the podcast for the next unforeseeable future, hopefully. But uh, some of the advantages that I want to talk about real quick about having an 800 network number is that A or one, we'll start with numbers. One, you get more work. Uh, two, it's really easy to cover the cost of the number for a year. One small job would cover that. So, you know, the rest of the calls and everything that comes in are, is strictly advantageously profit. The other thing is that you get exclusive discounts from top industry leaders. That's a big group network. They give you a group discount. We've used that discount um, by, for one of our sealer manufacturers and suppliers. The other thing is that they do reach out and get you national account work as well. So some of those big box stores and things you've been trying to get into. One of the other things is that the, the number is really easy to remember. Whichever you put on there, it helps with your branding and the calls go directly to you. So if somebody does call that number, it goes straight to you. And, you know, it's not so easy to get an advantage over your competition um, from, you know, here and there maybe a little bit. But 
when you talk about branding, having a branding power over your competition who has a number that's hard to remember and you go by and it just says 1-800-ASPHALT or 1-800-SEAL-COATING or 1-800-BLACKTOP, that's going to be pretty easy to remember. If you're in parades or you're out working on a job and your truck is parked there all day, your vehicles are parked there all day, that is going to get branded into people's minds over time. The other thing is when you join 800 Pavement Network, you're joining over 300 pavement contractors who've generated over $2 billion in combined total sales. So if you're interested, if you're curious, it's really easy to reach out and they will get back to you there at the 800 Pavement Network. You can call 1-800-PAVEMENT. That'll get you there. You can go to the website, 1-800-PAVEMENT.COM. That'll also get you there. And 800 Pavement Network is very active on social media. So you can find them on almost all social media outlets. Go ahead and type that in, 800 Network, 800 Pavement Network, and you'll find them. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about 28 Circles before and Jason share over there at 28 Circles. Uh, their marketing and SEO service that they provide has probably quadrupled our workload here in Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance and has added to our workload here at Wiscoat, which has allowed us to expand, to grow, to hire new people. Um, I can honestly truthfully point directly to hiring jason and the team at 28 circles to take care of our seo our website and some of our marketing there with google and everything else to generate our leads and to help build our brand it has literally helped us immensely you know you it's rare that you get a marketing company that is strictly for asphalt and seal coating companies but that's what 28 circles is Jason will call you, he'll email you, he'll text you, you deal with him directly to set up everything and how to reach your goals and develop a brand on Google and more. What he offers is a done for you, that's in air quotes, um, websites and marketing so that you don't have to worry about it, man. You want to be out there working, you know, putting asphalt down, seal coating, doing all that stuff and not worrying about you know, whether you have a great presence here or a great presence there, they take care of it for you. Right now at 28 Circles, they have two offerings. One is the welcome mat. It's $149 a month. Think about that. Let's just say you times that by 12. One job pays for that, right? If you times it by 10, one decent job pays for that, whether you're seal coating. If you're paving, it definitely covers it. That's it. And you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. The second one is the growth plan. So let's say you've already reached a certain point and you want to improve and grow and do more. The growth plan is $449 a month and it includes everything in the welcome mat package plus everything that would help you grow and even grow and grow and even grow. You know, that's the idea of the increase of the growth plan over the welcome mat plan. If you call Jason at 720-476-2260 and mention myself, Marvin, or Blacktop Banter or anything like that, he will waive the $199 setup fee. It's gone. You don't have to worry about that thing. The other thing is there is a link below in this description of this episode. Scroll down there. You'll see it at the bottom. It'll say 28 circles link. Click that and that'll get you that $199 off the setup fee as well. 
And if you want to just check stuff out before you call or click the link or do whatever, go to 28circles.net and you'll find it there. I cannot recommend this to you guys enough. We are in a digital age. If you're trying to do it yourself, you're probably missing out and you're stretching yourself too thin. It's okay for the start, but hire a professional, somebody who does this all the time. And 28 Circles is strictly designed for our industry. I cannot preach that enough to you guys. I hope you call them. I hope you hire them. And I hope you get more and more and more success off of making a right choice like this one here. All right, now we're going to jump into the episode. This was a great episode for me. I love being able to kind of pop some questions at Jason from Echo. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Jason was very knowledgeable and open to some of the suggestions and things that I talked about that may help us in the asphalt maintenance and asphalt industry in general with some of these power equipment tools that um, you know they produce and other companies produce and everything else. Um, he seemed very open to it. It was a great conversation. Kind of gave us a rundown and a history. It was a very interesting conversation. So I'm going to jump into it. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Blacktop Banner. This is episode 70. And as I said, we're going to mix it up coming up this summer with some guests. And I'm really excited about this guest. I had a great opportunity to be a UAG, which is the user advisory group member um, with Echo last year. We had a great experience, had some great fun. We finally got back to the GIE Expo, got to meet everybody, got to test some products out, got to meet a whole bunch of people and just network. And it was fantastic. And one of the people that I met along the way is my guest today, Jason Wilk. Jason, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello everyone. I'm Jason Wilk. So I'm a senior product manager uh, for Echo Power Equipment, and really, truly excited to be on the uh, on the show here with you today. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Echo. Let's get a background. You guys aren't that far away from us with the headquarters, but then kind of tell us about the history of Echo a little bit too, if you could. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not too far at all. We're a couple hours away. Uh, we're in northwestern Illinois, so. Echo's roots actually have kind of started in Illinois uh, back in 1972 out of uh, Northbrook, Illinois. Uh, so with this being 2022, it's actually our 50th uh, anniversary uh, being here in the United States. So it's kind of been a year-long party at Echo. Uh, kicked it off at the GI Expo last year. Um, just really exciting times. Uh, I've been with the company now for over 20 years. Um, awesome company, awesome products. But Probably one of the things that uh, a lot of people aren't aware of is kind of Echo's contributions to the power equipment industry um, since we came into the United States back in 1972. But uh, believe it or not, we actually invented, you know, the world's first backpack blower, which I know is a critical tool in your occupation. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we invented the world's first handheld blower. Um, we didn't invent the world's first string trimmer, but our engine was used on the world's first string trimmer. So a lot of industry firsts, and I can go on and on, you know, we call them power pruners with chainsaw on a stick, uh, first, <laughs> you know, walk behind uh, handheld uh, stick edger. So just a lot of uh, contributions uh, to the industry. Um, we've always been known for our really, you know, high quality, high performance two-stroke engines. Now we're starting to get into continuing with two-stroke engines, but get into some of the battery products, which we can talk about a little bit later. So, yeah, um, yeah no, just excited to see where the conversations go. It's, it's a great contrast at this last year's GIE because 
on display was what I'm pretty sure was one of the first backpack blowers, which actually was like a fogger built into that or something too. I had noticed. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden some, a light bulb must've clicked in somebody's head and they're like, well, this thing moves stuff out of the way pretty good too. Right. right. So then yeah. we started building up. So you had that machine there on display, which was amazing to see, but then also hitting on the 50th anniversary, we had the 50th anniversary echo uh, that had been given away. Some of these backpack blowers, the black yeah. ones they are beautiful, yep. crazy yep. contrast between the two, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So what was that? Did I hit the nail on the head with that first one? Is that how it was? Was they, it was kind of like used for something. And then all of a sudden the light bulb clicked and people were like, well, man, we can blow stuff out of the way with this thing too. Yeah. What's kind of funny is we say we invented the backpack floor. Well, we did and we kind of did it, right? I mean, <laughs> for years, Echo had been um, selling, which basically we call a duster mister, right? Mm -hmm. So picture a backpack blower with a liquid tank up top. Yep. And you would put, you know, your insecticides, pesticides, whatever. It's basically designed for maintaining kind of small farm plots, personal gardens. And it was a really good tool for basically dispersing those chemicals throughout, evenly through over a pretty large uh, portion of, of air or, or, or of the area. So we had started selling these to some dealers in Southern uh, California. And, you know, they order like two. And then like the next day they order the two more and then they order a pallet. <laughs> now, you got to think this back in 1970. So like a pallet of duster misters at Echo was like, you know, that's a huge that's order. A big right? order. Yeah. So everyone's all like, oh man, this thing's really taken off. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, about a week or two later, we started getting the water tanks, just the water tank portion of the unit sent back to us. Oh, okay. So engineer jumped the all the engineering service jumped on. They're like, what's going on? Right. So they get these tanks, they start pressure testing them, right? Looking for leaks, looking for cracks, going, you know, what's going on here? And they couldn't find anything wrong with them. So they called the dealer um, that was sending them back in Southern California and said, why are you sending these, these us these water tanks? They're like, well, we don't need it. And it's like, well, how are you using a duster mister without a water tank? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And he said, believe it or not, we have some landscapers here that are removing that tank. They're putting a piece of sheet metal where the tank used to sit. And they're just using the air to blow grass clippings and leaves and garbage you know it's it's really common in california to use kind of hedges as your like property dividers right yeah so stuff just gets accumulated under there right and the only other alternative was actually kind of get on your hands and knees with a little rake and pull this stuff pull out so they found that they can go from one side kind of blow the debris out in the driveway blow it in the pile and pick it up Crazy. so yeah, we, you know, we, we actually, we sent engineers out to the field and actually spent some time with these landscapers and they're like, yeah, it would be great if you could just make one of these units without that stupid water tank. <laughs> on it, right. So, right. so we did it and uh, it was 1975. Um, it was called the PD nine. It was the power blower uh, uh, model nine. And uh, it's kind of been the rest is history from there. Right. I mean, that's, it's the thing just kind of, you, you don't, you don't have a landscaper crew. It's not using some type of blower, either backpack, handheld right. on a daily basis. So it's, it was really was a huge contribution to the kind of the green uh, industry. Yeah. And, and then, you know, kind of you, you see that that kind of evolved over time because then all of a sudden it went off people's backs and got put on stationary blowers, which yeah. is huge in our industry, right? Every yeah every asphalt company in in our industry has a blower of some kind. Right. And now you're starting to see a lot of companies that are in my industry 
touting echo backpack blowers, you know, or any, any other company's backpack blowers. Right. But yeah. that's become because of the power that I've noticed with echoes, like you're starting to see those more and more to where they're actually competing very well with these big six horse push yeah. blowers that people yeah. are pushing around and you're a lot yeah. more versatile, you know, up against the buildings, it's hard with those push yeah. ones and you can just have that mount with the tube and go ahead and get stuff out of the way quick. And if, it's powerful enough. You use it for the rest of the way. We, my, my crew did a job today. I showed up very first job and they were using the, the PB 9010 to do the whole yeah. entire thing. And it was like, right. man, things sure have changed from when I started this business, <laughs> man. Like it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah. That, that technology is throughout the years. I mean, when I first started Echo, this was back in the late nineties, you know, we, we had what was called a PB 650, right. And it was a 650 because it generated 650 CFM, right? It was, okay. it was the most powerful blower in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're like, if you if you want more power, you're going to have to strap a walk behind blower to your chest, right? Yeah. Like you're maxed out 650, uh, 650 CFM. And then you fast forward today with the 9010, we're pushing over a thousand, you know, CFM, 1100 yeah. CFM. It's, it's just crazy. I think that, I mean you look at our, our current 9010, I mean, that thing has a high performance 79 CC two stroke. That's almost like a small dirt bike engine. Yes, sir. Back with a fan on it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah the guys always joke that numbers. we're, the guys always joke that we're starting up a snowmobile because <laughs> yeah, right. that's what it almost sounds like when we're going, <laughs> right. but you get going, you, you, don't, you don't really feel it that much on your back. It's, it's yeah. really versatile. Um, let's touch on that a little bit because, you know, I, I had, a hand blower given to me when I first started and it was yep. an echo hand blower. So it was the gray body. Yeah. You know, like when, yeah. when, when it started and that thing was bulletproof. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I realized like it was bulletproof, but it's not quite good enough when you're going to be doing a parking lot. So then we started yeah. graduating, right. And getting onto the, the different ones, but for echo, I think, you know, has a lot of the ties through the years has been to landscape and lawn care. Cause that's where everything had been touched for a while, but now you're starting to see that with some of the versatility, there's a lot of guys that are posting pictures or videos in our industry in the asphalt industry, and there's echo equipment in the background, or that's what they're sure. using and, and these kinds of things. So with echoes current line, yeah. there is a, a amount of tools there that are absolutely you know, 100% capable in our industry as well. Yeah. We already mentioned the the 9010, but yeah. um, even some of the smaller ones, the 770, uh, some of these yeah. other blowers are fantastic for that. The other line, which I always like is the PAS. I always love the, com sure. the combination. We can take this out, throw this in, yeah. take this out, throw this in. And there is a couple of those. You want to kind of hit on, on those ones as well? Yeah, so, um, you know, for the kind of asphalt service industry, um, I know when, when we first moved into our house, the no one ever maintained the driveway, right? I mean, right. this thing was, it was, it, you know, I don't think it's probably been sealed in 10 plus years. <laughs> it was to a point where there was just so much loose gravel and asphalt on the top, right? You know, I remember just trying to, you know, use like a broom. And I'm like, I'm going to be here all freaking day, right? Yeah. So, you know, everything from like that pro attachment uh, series, we have that pro paddle. And it, it's crazy to think it's basically like a gas powered broom, right? But right. Um, it's got the, you know, rotating rubber paddles. And that thing will just move a massive amount of, uh, of gravel, rock, debris. Debris, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
you know, usually um, I'll see the seal coat guys, you know, bust out a trimmer, you know, line trimmer and kind of cut back the grass and stuff that maybe yep. is growing right up to the asphalt. Um, I don't see too much with edgers being used, but I see that we do have a um, what's called a, it's like a wire wheel. We call it a crack chaser, right? Yep. But for yep. kind of cleaning out expansion joints and clearing yep. out, you know, deep crevices, you actually put that on a stick edger and that thing will just go to town on, on cleaning all that stuff out. So, yeah, I mean, the, the seal coat industry from, you know, like you said, the, the blowing, the grass trimming, the pro paddling, if you got a lot of heavy gravel and debris to an edger with that crack chaser on there, those are all, you know, pretty important tools for, for your industry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, like I said, we have the PAS, so we'll take the, um, we have the pro paddle, but we have the bristle head too. Yeah. And, sure. and we'll, we'll use that one to clean concrete up or move some yeah. of the light debris and stuff. We still have to use our steel bristled street brooms to really get the dirt up. But yeah. if we can get a lot of that debris away, that does help you out quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. But then we can take that off real quick. And that yeah. string trimmer attachment with the auto feed head. Yeah. The guys absolutely love that one, man, because yeah. All they got to do is just keep going and it's, it's light, you know, that PAS, I think we have the 2620. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it's a light head on the back and it makes a machine light. Now, when we um, grab one of our other ones, usually they have a bigger motor, they have that steel hard bristle head onto it. And yeah. you got a strap going over you because you're like, man, yeah. I'm going to be here a while and it's going to hurt my back. But yeah. that, that other one, um, the PAS 2620, when the guys are doing light driveway work, if they have a backpack blower on that PAS 2620, they have everything they need to get it yep. prepped, right? Yep. As far as power equipment goes. One thing that we have always wanted in this industry, mm -hmm. and um, I've heard rumor that at one point it was made and it didn't hit because it just wasn't used in the right area, was a rotary head, like that bristle brush I'm talking about, but with steel bristles. Have okay. you ever heard or seen that thing that was created at one point? I I have. Um, so something that uh, was actually designed, I don't think it ever went in production by Shindaiwa. So for those of you who don't know, Echo acquired the Shindaiwa brand back in like 2007. Yep. So um, right around there, they had a, and I've seen it, it's a, it was a wire bristle drum, but it actually had like little carbide tips on it. Yeah. Right? So picture like every piece of wire, the little carbide tip on it. And it was just designed to be kind of a more grass, uh, more aggressive bristle version than like yeah. what you have there. Um, but I think for whatever reason, it never won in the production. I don't know why. Yeah. I think that it was just not thought of where it would be applicable. Right. But yeah. for us in this industry, the one tool that you cannot live without is a steel bristled push broom. Now okay. we, we'll use those rotary heads on it on whatever, but then we ultimately have to go ahead and get that steel bristle broom at the end and really get the impact of dirt up. And okay. of everybody that I've ever known, no matter what brand it is, when we have a rotary head going, your mind is always like, if these bristles were steel, my <laughs> whole life would be so okay. much easier. And I know we talk about it sometimes uh, in our industry at our expo and things and the guys are like immediately every single person would buy one that that is in this industry okay. that attachment that head would go so i don't want all the credit for it i don't want like yeah. any any piece of it i don't want anything like that but 
if there is one and they do have the rights to it and they want to bring it back and they want to see how it would work, we would be glad. I am guarantee you there's probably 100 guys would love to R&D that okay. sucker for you and put it through its paces. And I did see Shindawa had like uh, a real narrow one too at yeah. one point, man. It was like yeah. maybe five inches wide, right? And yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, what yeah. the yeah. heck was this thing ever used for? <laughs> I would love right. to be able to go back and be like, what was this one used for? Why was this designed? Right. Why was that designed? But right. I have seen it. And I know a guy that has a brand new one on the shelf. The Shindawa has never been ran. That attachment has never been ran. Okay. Like I should just get it and just hang it up in here. And, and right. like, oh, yeah. that'd be cool for us to have. So, you know, touching on that, on mm -hmm. some stuff that we hope to see in the future on the asphalt side, um, as far as R&D and stuff gets developed and things sure. try, it's really nice to know that Echo is paying attention to our industry as well now quite a bit and to be like, okay, guys, oh, and we, you know, we have asphalt um, seal coating and contractors that are on the UAG now, right? So <laughs> I may have been yep. the first one to get over there, but we're, we're, they're opening up listening and, and we really appreciate that. What does the future look like for some of these tools, Jason, for, for our industry? Is there anything where we're like, okay, we see these guys are using it. Maybe we're going to adapt or cater to that a little bit or think about that in our R&D. Yeah, you know, when it comes for like, perfect example, like you were saying for the pro attachment series, it's such a versatile product line. We're always looking for feedback and looking to ways to expand that that product offering, right? I mean, originally it started with a hedge clipper, a string trimmer, right? And a pole saw, and it's grown in the 16 plus attachments now. So um, any kind of application, I think your idea is fantastic with that steel push broom. Um, I have it uh, jotted down in my notes to kind of follow up that uh, thing. But I've even seen some concepts of, all right, maybe you got a huge divot in a parking lot or something where the water just sitting there. The rest of the the you know area is perfectly dry, but if you just had this one puddle gone out of there. Yep. You know, is it something we can use like a flat surface pump, right? To put yep. right in that puddle and pump it out, you know, and, and, you know, maybe that's a little curve shaft attachment that plugs in the Air Pro attachment, cool. right? A that's little cool. pump. I mean, there's really that, that, that power head is, we can really do kind of anything with it. So I think what you're going to see from, from Echo is kind of more specific type of unique applications for the pro attachment series there. Maybe we'll get you your steel push broom attachment. Oh my day. gosh. I'm telling um, you, I'm <laughs> telling you that, that will literally change the industry if right. that happens. I'm, I promise, man, it's so crazy, but I'm, I'd be super excited for that. Yeah. Um, when we, when we think about that kind of stuff, yeah. um it's kind of what's kind of crazy is to see that echo is the company that could do that right because there's you know we started out with a fog or pesticide sprayer that right. all of a sudden now is the 9010 t or the h we don't use the h in this yeah. part of the world sure um i know the guys I've, i had this conversation at gie last time with the yeah. guys that do i i never even had seen anything like it and yeah. i was like all right we're, we're tea people over here. So okay. <laughs> um, Echo is the company that can do that, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about not developing product and making people buy it. It's developing product that people want. I think part of the UAG or even before the UAG even was in existence, we we're always collecting feedback from the users on how does it make your job easier, faster? How do you, you know, get in and get out? How do you put more money in your pocket? If that's something we could develop a tool to allow you to do that, I mean, we're, we're all ears. Cool, man. What are the chances 
of us seeing an echo booth at one of the asphalt expos in the future do you know that by chance um it's a great question um you know we we kind of have our our main corporate you know type trade shows and there's a mm -hmm. lot of regional accounts that go on throughout the country mm -hmm. um I not, I'm not personally aware of any, but if you have kind of some some key shows, I'd be happy to kind of dive into it and see if there's any opportunities. Oh, man. The guys in our industry at National Pavement Expo would be okay. ecstatic to see you guys there because there's, there is great companies there. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of vendors. It's, a, it's the yeah. largest expo in the asphalt maintenance world by far. Okay. And, you know, it's you know, I'm not, not trying to be like, Hey, you know, this is the greatest thing in the world, but there's no other power equipment company okay. there. Now there are, like you said, companies that sell products that are yeah. displaying there. Right. But there's no major one there, but between that one and the world of asphalt expo, okay. there's not too many bigger ones, but I just know that when we were at GIE, we had yeah. three, at least three asphalt company guys that came there specifically to see Echo's product line for what they were going to be using coming up. Now I know three guys isn't a lot, but at the last National Pavement Expo, I'm pretty sure the numbers were into the thousands, right? Okay. Of, of people that attended, if not way more than that, maybe tens of thousands. I'm not quite sure the, the numbers, okay. but it was a large number. And I just think that if if just myself and a couple other guys, you know, I don't claim to be a genius, my friend, but if we can, if our brains go, oh man, that would be great if this was made with all these other eyes from our industry on it, God, I got to imagine there'd be some great innovation and things to come up. And not only that, it's always fun to put your hands on the equipment, right? right? And test it out. And Echo always does a great job, whether that's indoor or outdoors displays for doing that. When, when people want to find stuff out about Echo, mm -hmm. where would be the very first, like some of the products we've talked about here, where would be the place they would go probably right out the gate? You know, first place would be our website. So it's uh, echo dash or hyphen, whatever you want to call it, usa.com. So echo dash usa.com. And then really from there, um, you can kind of spider into whatever you want. You know, we have all the different product pages with specs, uh, suggest a retail price. Um, a lot of times there's demo videos. And then you can even get right into, you know, finding your nearest dealer if you want to go see some of these products or see who your local echo dealer is. Um, also with connections to all our social media platforms. I think we're oh, yeah. pretty much everyone out there that exists. So um, <laughs> the website would probably be the best go-to out of the gate uh, and it can get you wherever you need to go. Yeah, one of our good friends, uh, Scott Morris from Art City Seal Coating, he's a geek about this stuff. He loves the spec pages, man. Like he, <laughs> he, he, you know, when we talk, he's like, well, this one, you know, it has this much CFM and also puts out this much torque for this amount of time, whatever. I'm like, does it clean the blacktop or not? Like, I, that's what I need to know, man. Right. So um, thank you very much for that. I, I really want to pick your brain one more time before we get going. Uh, where we are, like we're just a little bit north from you guys, a couple hours mm -hmm. or so. Um, if, if I could get a piece of advice from you as far as our power equipment, what do you think would be the best piece of advice, whether it's from storing it over the winter or whatever yeah. it would be to keep those things going? Because there's no worse feeling than getting to a job, whether that's right out of the spring or whatever, and, you know, going to pull it yeah. and it don't start. And you're like, what in the heck happened? Yeah. Um, what would be a really good piece of advice for guys that have the power equipment? Yeah, there, there's really kind of three things that come to mind. So, 
number one, the, the kind of, well, I'll say the two, the two biggest enemies to any power equipment is going to be heat and dirt, right? So heat being the first one, um, you know, I've seen this equipment, you know, there are a lot of times they're coated in, oh. you know, tar and all this oh, material, yeah. right? You know, all these are air-cooled engines. They're running really <laughs> fast RPMs, right? And they rely on a fan to basically pull air in through kind of around the crankcase and around the engine and out again. If that area starts getting covered in tar, it's like wrapping yourself in a blanket and running a marathon, right? Oh, so man. keeping the equipment clean and even just like keeping debris, like leaves and grass clippings and you know find out where your air intakes are you usually can see them pretty easily and just keep making sure that stuff is clean now if there's stuff clogged in there the equipment's still going to start it's still going to run but it's going to be running at the higher temperature ranges okay. and all that's doing is knocking life off your product right okay. so that engine maybe should have lasted you you know 1500 hours of runtime or more and maybe you got six or 700 hours it's like oh this thing's a piece of crap right it's like Ooh. no it's it's overheated right so keep keep the cooling air open flow uh freely and then the other thing is dirt so you know, we use all very high quality air filtration systems, you know, to keep that dirt out of that engine. But you got to picture that little piston that's moving up and down in that engine. You know, some of our engines are, you know, running 12,000 RPM. That's that piston literally traveling up to the top of its travel, stopping, reversing direction, traveling down and doing that sometimes up to 160 times in a second. Holy so just, crap. Just, think, you know, by the time you said 1001, that piston's gone up and down, you know, over 160 times in one second. And if you get even a little bit of dirt in there, it's like a high speed abrasive, right? You get some dirt in there and that thing's moving that fast. It just grinds away at that engine. And again, it drastically reduces the life of your engine. So, you know, in your applications, you're blowing up a lot of dust, a lot of dirt, you know, you don't need to change your air filter every day, but take that air filter out of your air filter box, tap it on a hard surface, just knock anything loose off of there, put it back in there. That's just going to ensure that dirt never finds its way into the engine. If you replace your air filter in a commercial use, you know, we usually say every once every six months, if you're using it year long, obviously in, in your trade, that's not the case. Usually once a year is sufficient. If you're taking it out on a daily, maybe even every other day and just tapping on a hard surface, get that dirt debris off that filter. Because if you if you keep that dirt on that filter long enough, eventually, you know, it just kind of works its way through the filter. And there's no such thing as a 100% efficient air filter. Some of that dirt's going to eventually find its way into the engine if you don't maintain it properly. Dang, man. Yeah, I didn't so realize that. Yeah, so maintain air filters, keep your cooling air intakes uh, nice and free. You eliminate heat, you eliminate dirt, that engine is going to provide you with as long of a service that it was designed to provide you. Cool. Man, that's some crazy stuff. I didn't realize that and that that was having that big of an impact. You know, yeah. it, it, to, to double the life of it just by making sure that your areas are free and your air, your air filters are free and yep. things. Uh, you know, not only you already, when you get it and you, let's say you get five or six years out of it, you're like, that was a great value. Right. Well, man, yeah. if you, if you can get 12, 13, 14 years yeah. out of it, you're definitely going to be like, dang, man, this thing's got some value. I won't even be able to hang them on the wall as memory pieces anymore, <laughs> man. They'll still be on the units doing their thing. Yeah. Cool. Jason, thank you so much for all that info, man. It was absolutely interesting and fantastic. I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. 
And, you know, I'm not maybe the big tech guy that wants to know all the little specs and everything, but I definitely want to know how to get the most out of it and have it be very efficient and reliable to the, to the maximum ability. And those pieces of advice were fantastic for that. All right, my friend. Now, before we go, we do a pod decks here. Um, We we had one a while back, which I've said this on every podcast now, maybe because it was my favorite one. Uh, NASCAR truck series champion, Ben Rhodes got one on here and it was, is a hot dog a sandwich or not? And why? (laughs) And if you talk about a brain buster, like that one, right. that's, yeah. um, you know, civilization went back at least 50 <laughs> years with that. Guy. So well, I'm going to bust one out here real quick okay. and we'll see how it goes. All right. Sounds good. So, you know, I'm not cheating. I'm going to look like this way. All right, man. <laughs> this is a good one. Now, it's only good because I know most of the staff there at Echo now and they're all great, wonderful people, but yeah. All right. If you could look through one person's email without them knowing whose email would you look through? It don't uh, have to be at Echo. I don't want you to put on blast for that, but yeah, right. whose would it be? You if think? I could go through one person's email, then I have to think about this one because I only get one person. And who do I find? You know, <laughs> I'd say just because i follow him a lot um jocko you know oh yeah jocko willing yeah yeah, i mean i could just i could just imagine like every email he sends is probably like motivational and inspirational (laughs) right like even like to like hey what what do you want to do for lunch today or something it's probably some big motivation oh you know it is yeah i just i love everything that guy says and his opinions on things and the way he words things so i i'd love to cruise through his email inbox very cool i think that'd be a good one you probably write it i guarantee you could probably write a book (laughs) if it was said jocko's email replies you don't (laughs) even need to know the first one that yeah. came in just the reply to it would be fantastic right. yeah, exactly. i'd read that one that'd be a good one and it would be great on audiobook to have him read it with the enthusiasm that he replied right. back to it with that's a really good answer very good jason cool all right jason once again we thank you very much the asphalt industry i know does as well um having you on here to kind of answer some of these questions and take some of our insights i'm sure we're going to get plenty of messages of yes bring the steel bristled rotary head okay. alive bring it to us yeah. um For myself here at Blacktop Banner and for Jason at Echo, this has been episode 70. And uh, we really thank you for being on here. It was a a pleasure, honestly, Jason. Yeah, no, likewise. It was great. I appreciate the invite. Good conversation. And uh, anytime you want to regroup, I'll I'll be here for you. Cool, man. Well, if we get some questions, we're definitely going to bring them back to you because, um, you know, this is all new territory for us to have somebody be like, hey, man. How can we help you out? What questions do you have? What things is it? So here at Blacktop Banter, our motto is we speak asphalt. And now we got some green industry companies speaking asphalt a little bit, and we really appreciate it. And as always, we want you to seal it, pave it, stripe it, and kill it. Peace. Liberty Supply has been the supplier for us when it comes to supplies as far as spray tips, street brooms, um, handles, uh, pour pots, flagging tape, uh, everything that we would need. We bought a melter from them, a crack melter from them. When you call Liberty Supply, you get Sam. Sam is the owner. Sam and his brother Mike both own the company. How often can you do that? Can you call and get the owner directly as soon as you call the number? 
And if you go to their website, libertysupply.biz, you'll see the full array of things they got. We've purchased our chalk lines from them, our chalk. We've had to grab some number stencils and things from them from time to time. So they have a pretty good supply of everything that you would want as far as supplies and tools and things of that nature. Our spray tips we purchase from Liberty Supply. So all the spray tips for spraying our sealer, we purchase from Liberty Supply. I mentioned the website, libertysupply.biz, but you can also call 800-397-9907 and you'll get Sam. They also are on Facebook and Instagram. I recommend going and checking them out, checking them out on there as well. And if you call Liberty Supply, tell them Marvin sent you. Sam will say, oh, cool. I know that guy. Uh, I golf with Sam from time to time. And I will say I beat him by a stroke last time we were out. So you can rub that in a little bit too. But honestly, truthfully, when it comes to Liberty Supply, we're thankful to have them. They're a valuable resource for us here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. Super great guys, super nice guys. They want to help. If you run into any issues, Sam will make it right. I can promise you that. What more can you ask for from a supply company, an asphalt tool and equipment supply company? If you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time or you follow me on any social media, you'll know that I have been using Stencil Plus to get all of our stencils for our striping stuff for quite a while now. One thing about Stencil Plus is they have all the stencils that you could want. They have all the different various thicknesses of these stencils as well. They can create any custom stencil. And more than likely, if you get a hold of them and ask them to create a custom stencil of your company logo, they will do it for free. They have been doing that for a while now. But beyond that, they can create multi-piece stencils, custom stencils. Uh, they have all the stencils you could want for any of the retail chain stores. So if you're doing a big box store or something like that, they have that as well. It's really easy to find them. They're at stencilplus.com. They're on social media everywhere. Jeff and the team does a great job with their social media and being in the groups and being active on Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. It is free shipping on all orders within the United States. That's right, free shipping on all the stencils ordered within the U.S. So pop over to stencilplus.com. You can use code BB10 to get 10% off of your order at Stencil Plus. BB10, as in Blacktop Banter, BB10. You get 10% off your order. So if you call in and say Blacktop Banter referred you or you say BB10 or say Marvin said I can get 10% off, they'll honor that as well. You add that in the code spot at stencilplus.com if you want as well. You get 10% off. The number to call if you're going to call versus go to stencilplus.com is 877-372-6055.